Hi there, and welcome to the Rashcast uh, Quarantine Edition. I'm Jake. And I'm John. And uh, so we're back, I guess. Uh, the last real regular Rashcast we recorded was in early March, the week of March 2nd, uh, when we were at spring training. Yeah, it was uh, sunny and warm, and there's optimism in the air. Well, there's, it's still sunny, it's sunny and, and warm. sunny and warm now, yeah. but the optimism in the air is... Quite gone. Yeah, there's no more optimism. Optimism is dead. Yeah. As a concept, it's just gone. So, yeah, so we didn't record, obviously, for the last couple months for obvious reasons because right. there was nothing to talk about. And now there is something to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Well, there, it's it's not true that there wasn't anything to talk yeah. about. It was just incredibly depressing. Yeah. It was uh, sad. It was just not – we just couldn't get ourselves to spend the last month and a half talking about – Labor negotiations for a season that, you know, in all likelihood may not happen. Uh, it just, it just sounded depressing. So yeah. we decided not to do it. But uh, now there is a plan, at least, for a right. season and the sixty-game season that will start July twenty-third with the Nationals facing the Yankees, Cole right. versus Scherzer, mm-hmm. maybe. Who knows? It's. We were talking before during this podcast, before recording, about whether or not we should even record. Right. And whether or not, you know, what will this season look like? What will the season feel like? You know, how should we feel as fans about this season? You know, there's so many things going into this new season that's going to be very odd and different and kind of, you know, unnerving at times. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're, they're putting on this season as a distraction. Uh, that's the official line. Obviously, the real reason they're putting on this season is so that they can make money. Uh, they being the owners and they being the players. The players don't get paid unless there's baseball. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the idea of sports as a distraction in this environment, to me, feels extremely fake. Uh, just because... The way sports are going to be interrupted by the pandemic uh, is obviously – it's so visible mm-hmm. that just to, just to watch sports, you, you'll notice, you'll see all the differences, all the things that are caused by the pandemic You know, from the players who are absent because they've tested positive uh, to you know, even just physical signs like the fact that there are no fans in seats, the fact that you know, there are going to be players who are sitting in the stands uh, – you know, socially distanced. Uh, it's just all going to feel weird and different, and it's all going to be a reminder of uh, the fact that we are in, you know, a once in a hundred years pandemic right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, as the season gets closer, we don't even know if there's it's going to happen. Right. You know, you don't. We don't know for sure. They seem – I mean they're going ahead with the plan. They're reporting on you know this week, July 1st, the 3rd, you know, whatever day. But the real question is what happens when there's a break, outbreak? Because there's going to be an outbreak. There's no way you can't contain it, especially with the, with how it's happened already. You know, you've had players showing up to camp and doing voluntary workouts and there's been outbreaks in pretty much you know half the camps in baseball. And so this was before even all the players were there. But it was also before testing. They, they yeah, weren't testing true. the players regularly. Uh, I don't know how much of a difference that makes. I don't know. So, 
I mean, how do you feel about the season? How are you going to feel about caring about the season? They got the games happening. Um, you know, how are you going to feel about the day-to-day games? I'm going to care. I mean, I'm not going to care as much as usual. I, that was going to be true regardless because, you know, the Nats are still coming off of a World Series. But listen, you know, we're not going to be able to go. It's going to feel different. The mere fact that there's baseball on my television will feel... I mean, I think that I'm going to be happy about it. Uh, the truth is I miss baseball a great deal, as anyone who's listening to this podcast probably does as well. Yeah, if you're, if you're a casual baseball fan, you're listening to this podcast, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I guess maybe you're my dad. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I will watch every inning of every game, uh, and I'll be thrilled to have something to do. I mean, I, I have been re-watching old baseball games basically once every couple of days, just as something to do. This is, you know, it, I don't want to make it sound like sports don't matter, like that we believe that sports don't matter and that's why they shouldn't be played during a pandemic because there's so much else going on in the world. And obviously there is. There's the pandemic. There's Obviously, the you know the George Floyd protests, uh, which I mean, you don't you don't need to hear anything from me on those. Yeah, we're not uh, the, we're the right group to be voicing us. Well, it's yeah. not that we're not the. It, it's just you know there's there's nothing yeah, for us there's to nothing add. Nothing to add, exactly. Right, uh, but uh, there is lots of stuff going on in the world, but that doesn't make sports not important. Uh, sports are. There have been plenty of times where there's lots of stuff going around the world, and sports have been, you know, a welcome distraction from those things. The problem is, is that it's not a distraction still. Right. It's still, you know, the effects of the world are still going to be very prevalent and very apparent. Yeah. In baseball, and so it's not a distraction. It's a reminder. No matter how much you want to be distracted by it, the reminder, the, the everything's going to be there to remind you. And the question is, of, is is the mere fact that it exists enough to, to make it enjoyable. Uh, and I think it's going to be hard, you know, knowing, listen, the players have signed up for this to a great degree. Uh, and this is something that, that doesn't get mentioned a lot, but the, now, so I was going to say that responsibility for the success rests in part on the players. It rests on the players, uh, observing social distancing, wrestling the players, more importantly than that, trying as hard as they can not to introduce COVID into locker rooms and clubhouses because you know, what they're going to have to do is essentially you know, go from the ballpark to home to the ballpark to home. And, you know, I, don't, I don't feel so terrible about asking them to do that because so many of us have had to live like that for the last four months. It's not asking them above and beyond what we would be willing to do, and they're getting paid very well to do it, uh, with the exception of the taxi squad players who, you know, the non-40 man uh, taxi squad players are getting $400 a week, which is nothing. But anyway, you know, that was sort of a digression to say, obviously, the fact of, of the virus's prevalence is not baseball's fault. It's not the player's fault. The fact that we still have to live this way is, you know, not to sort of, you know, it's a nationwide failing. Uh, and baseball shouldn't be blamed for, and, and players, you know, the way that 
society has decided to treat this virus, we've essentially abdicated responsibility at the state and you know the governmental level, and we push it all onto individuals. Uh, and so I don't I don't think the players should be. At the same time, what I'm trying to say is, if this fails, the players will bear you know some responsibility because uh, I don't know I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. I think what you're saying is that you know the players, it's it's the players are putting out. I, I the thing I have the most issue with with the players, especially not the players themselves, but the what the players are putting out the risk is is the travel. I think asking players to travel to hotbeds is a terrible, terrible idea, and having games be played in hotbeds is a terrible, terrible idea. Ask I couldn't imagine being asked to go to Florida right now, but being the, asked to go to, to Orlando or Miami or The truth is Houston. we don't know what's going to be a – you know, we you have to make a schedule. It's baseball. You have to have a schedule, and we don't know what, what areas are going to be hotbeds true. in might, August. In a, in a month, it might not be Florida. It might be, you know, wherever. So in order for this to work, you've got to be incredibly flexible. Uh, and the you know the good news is that there are stadiums all across this country that can handle baseball. Uh, the question is how willing is baseball going to be to either move around or or do what needs to be done to actually play baseball games. It's and, and how much are you willing to ask of the players? The the idea behind a bubble concept. Uh, Frankly, I don't know that it would have been any safer. It probably wouldn't have been, given that the the three bubble concept ideas were to put them in Texas and Florida and Arizona, and those are the three uh, highest spike in cases or, or uh, areas right now. Uh, so, obviously, that wouldn't have worked out. But the question is, was that too big of an imposition on the players? Uh, and they felt it was. And I think there's a very reasonable argument to be made I, that it was. Basketball's doing it. Basketball is doing it, but it's, you know, for a shorter amount of time. Not really. I guess not. Same no, amount of time. Three months. That is true. That's, people, teams that make the finals, they'll be there through October. Right. They're playing uh, July 31st through October 12th. Baseball is scheduled right now for July 23rd through the end of October. So yeah. it's, it's only a little bit more time. Yeah. I don't think it's an, an unreasonable ask. I really don't. I think it's summer. It's it's the same length as summer camp. It's two months, two and a half months, three months. It really wasn't an unreasonable ask for people making that kind of money. And you know, this maybe even from anti-player or whatever. But you know, concession. If you really want the safest thing for the players, that was it. Well, maybe. I mean, I, it turns out probably not. Well, probably not those. But you could move them around. I mean, you could. I don't put know them, where else. I mean, the problem is you need a ton of baseball stadiums. Yes, and that's where true. else? Apart from Arizona and Florida and, I guess, Texas. I don't really know what the idea there was. Uh, where are there that many high-quality baseball stadiums? Uh, I, I know that they're sort of looking into a Southern California uh, bubble league. But obviously there's nothing no, no. equivalent to yeah. what's happening in, uh, in NBA. Yeah, in yeah. Disney. Because just... The way you would have to schedule fifteen games a day, a day, yeah, uh, and you'd be, it'd be difficult. It would be very difficult, yeah, especially but with the Florida Heat. Regardless, I think yeah. you know people are still like saying like the season shouldn't happen, you know, all that. I think it's pointless for us to say that because it's happening, whether we like it or not, and us pontificating over that fact of oh it shouldn't happen. 
Well, it's going to happen. Well, so, I mean, should it happen? Probably not. I mean, in terms of safety, no. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like the wisest thing to do right now. Well, at the same time, you know, the players have agreed to be there. Yes. Uh, and I think that we have a flawed discussion about the goal here is not to keep players from getting positive tests. Uh, and that's... I mean, I, I've seen a lot of, you know, accepting positive tests as part of it is uh, is just another, you know, heartless thing. But the truth is, the, you have to accept some positive tests because there's a deadly virus, not because it, some players are going to get it regardless of whether or not there's baseball, just statistically, because there are thousands of players. Uh, and it's, you know, a very prevalent deadly virus. Uh, so the goal here is to keep baseball from being, you know, keep playing, having played baseball from being any more dangerous than, uh, you know, not having played it. Uh, and it's going to be tricky. It's going to be almost impossible. I don't think, truthfully, I, I don't know if it can work. The thing that is really soured me on that idea is this outbreak you saw at uh, the Phillies spring training at Clearwater. There were seven players who got it and then, you know, additional coaches. Uh, I think that maybe with additional testing and with the social distancing measures and all that, because, you know, baseball, the actual playing of it is not particularly bad from a social distancing perspective. Uh, but I think you may be able to stop outbreaks from happening. But I think the biggest question is how many outbreak, how many players getting it is too many. Uh, I don't know that there's an answer. I don't think there's an answer yet. I think you play. Do you think there's a number? I don't think there's a number. I think it's you know, as you said, you got to be flexible. And so you know, if Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, Gary Sanchez, you know, half the Yankees stars are out three weeks with coronavirus. Do you stop the season do you, then? Do you stop the season? You know, and, that, and this goes to the validity of the season as well. You know, if these if a team misses half their stars, half their good players for, you know, three weeks, that's pretty much half the season, you know, how... It, 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 this just goes to the point where I don't really... I'm not going to really care. I'll watch the games, but the results don't really matter. It's not anything with the 60 games. It's not anything with, you know, the shortened season. It's the fact that, you know, there's so much uncontrollable things right. that are happening in this game that aren't baseball. Like hamstring injuries, that's baseball. You know, broken arms on a pitch, that's baseball. Coronavirus is not. You know, illness is part of ba – there are illnesses, but this is just so – Who can forget – you know, Escobar's flu-like flu -like symptoms anytime there was a Sunday game after a Saturday night game. Uh-huh. It, this is just – it's just so hard to really throw yourself into the season. I'm excited to watch Scherzer Cole. I'm excited to see the things. But it's really, you know, I'm not going to care if Juan Soto goes four for 30. I'm not going to care if, you know, Steven Strasburg has a couple rough starts. It's just too hard to really throw yourselves into the 
to the kind of lore of a baseball season. Yeah, and, and in this kind of environment, I think you're absolutely right. It's just the the general uncertainty, the idea that like maybe the season looks legitimate on paper right now, and mm-hmm. it does. I mean, I know everyone's upset a little bit about the sixty game season, but I don't care about that. I think that if you played a sixty game season where there wasn't a virus going around, it would be perfectly legitimate. Most sixty games, you'll you can generally get the best teams. I know that like, the, the Nats wouldn't have made the playoffs last year. But. That's one case. I mean, the teams last year were like the three division winners, the Cubs, the Phillies, and then like in the AL, it's like the three division winners, the Rays and the Rangers. Like it was like a like a 70% success rate. Right. And, you know, frankly, it would be fun to see a team that doesn't quote-unquote deserve it to make the playoffs. Go Mariners. I think a bigger challenge to the legitimacy of this, well, not this season, but future seasons would have been expanded playoffs which we dodged a bullet and that didn't end up happening uh at least for now uh but yeah i I think the biggest problem is that there's so much uncertainty you know the thing that will contribute the most to the feeling of illegitimacy of the season is if impact players and they inevitably will start missing time with covid uh, that'll that'll combine both the illegitimacy feeling of this season and the sort of lack of suspension of uh, disbelief. Oh well, no, the suspension of, of reality, I guess. Yeah. That requires you know the, the sort of feeling that sports actually matters when a star player. Uh, well, I mean, and you look at Colorado. Charlie Blackman has already tested positive. Uh, in terms of danger uh i think we probably shouldn't underestimate the you know there's a lot of talk of this doesn't impact healthy people uh which is untrue uh we don't really know the long term i mean i'm obviously not a epidemiologist or a coronavirus specialist but i i wouldn't i don't think that we should minimize the risks that this disease poses to athletes just because they're athletes. Uh, I mean, if anything, it could affect them more because if they have respiratory problems in right. the future, it could affect their gameplay. Yeah, there was a, an article about that today that I read. I, mean, I have a friend. She's a, um, what is it called? Um, the long, marath- not marathon. It's um, cross country? No, 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 no. Um, Ironman. She's an Ironman runner. Right. And she had, she got coronavirus in March. And she still hasn't fully recovered respiratorily. She can only run like two miles most. And wow. Yeah. And so, you know, it sometimes it takes a long time to recover. And some people may never be the same. Right. So you never know. You don't know, you know, these people are risking their livelihoods to put on the season. Right. Their lives and their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't think that, oh, they're getting paid millions of dollars to do it is uh, – you know, an excuse either. I mean, they're consenting to do it, though. Is the they thing. are consenting to do it. They are, I hope, understanding the risks. But the truth is that there's so much, not only uncertainty, uh, but uh, there's just so much out of your control. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 99% of all the players could follow the social distancing protocols, but all it takes is one guy going to a bar and then getting in that clubhouse. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's just, it's so difficult. Uh, and it's so difficult when you've got 
thousands of people, some of whom are well-paid, some of whom are not. And then there was a great thread by Aaron Dolan yesterday uh, about how, you know, not only are the players expected and the players and coaches expected to follow these protocols, but we've also got low-wage workers who may be in contact with players. You've got, I mean, low-wage minor league workers, uh, people who, even if they wanted to, I mean, may not be able to social distance. You've got, you know, people who may be working other jobs. You've got people who uh, may be living with relatives who they can't control. It's just there's so many people who have to be on their quote-unquote best behavior here for this to work, uh, there inevitably are going to be people who screw up. And the question is, what happens then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's... I am excited about it. The tr I, I don't think... Big jump. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I am excited to have baseball back. I am too. I am excited too. I think it's going to be fun for the time being... To it's, watch something it's, different. It's going to be as fun as, as it, can it possibly it. can. Be. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be you know weird. There's some. I, I'm. I think they're going to do some cool stuff with broadcasts. I mean, the NBA already announced a bunch of new camera angles, miking up the players. I think baseball's going to follow along yeah. and do very similar things. I'm excited for those things. I'm excited to see you know the Nats play again. But, you know, the X's and O's of a season is just not something I'll care about. Yeah, and I don't think, if we continue to do this podcast on a weekly basis, as our loyal listeners expect, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that this is going to be, you know, a deep, we're not going to be pulling up fan graphs and, you know, so, you know doing deep analysis of, or deep what, analysis what passes for deep, they can't see you do air quotes. That's why I said in quotes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing deep analysis of the statistics of it all. Uh, I mean, it, frankly, I think one of the nice things about this is it's made me realize, first of all, it's made me very happy to have spent the money I spent last October uh -huh. coming back for NLCS games and World Series games. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely. And also going to spring training this year. And going to spring training this year and getting you to actually it. see live baseball games for what possibly could be the only time in the next two years. Uh, if you're pessimistic, as I tend to be. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's really made me appreciate baseball uh, as something that I care deeply about. Because, you know, it, it's not something you ever think that you won't have. It's one of those things that I personally have used to you know, mark time and mark my life, uh, as depressing as that might sound. Uh, it's something I care a lot about, and to not have it, and I know that this is not close to the scale of the loss that people have experienced during this crisis, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm minimizing anyone else, but like baseball's important to me, and... Having it not be there has made me take it for granted less and maybe care less about wins and losses and just be thankful for the fact that there's a sport that I love that I can watch 112, well, not this year, but 162 60. times uh, a year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see when we come back. Well, so I just, you know, one more 
sort of thing. Yeah, just one more thing. Uh, so, do you have any strong opinions on the universal DH uh, or the the tenth inning rule? Yeah, it's fine. I think that sort of falls into it. Just any sort of baseball. I I don't think the ten inning rule is gonna stick. No, it doesn't sound like it's gonna stick. DH might, which fine. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but it was coming anyway. My opinion on that, I I see intellectually every single argument for having universal DH. Pitchers are not good hitters, obviously. Uh, And for every one great thing that happens, uh, you get a thousand intentional walks of the eight hitter that kill a rally because the nine hitter comes up and that's the pitcher. Uh, And what the truth is that, you know, as starters go shorter and shorter, uh, innings wise, you were seeing fewer and fewer uh, pitcher plate appearances anyway. I, I just, I'm going to miss all the fun things that would come from pitchers hitting when they would happen, even though they were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to miss Max Scherzer grinding out at bats, staring at pitchers with, uh, you know, anger in his eyes and mm-hmm. stealing bases. I miss that kind of competitiveness. Uh, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, the D8, yeah, the 10th inning rule, don't think it's going to stick around. No. I have no problem with it for this year. Well, I mean, it's such a weird season anyway. I don't really care. I mean, the my, problem is is that it makes the extra innings uncompetitive and uninteresting because it's, it's going to be a bunt, sack, bunt, sack, fly fest. Right. It's And so who can get the bunt, bunt down the best? If there were any way you could outlaw bunting on the first bat- batter. Well, you could. I mean... What if they made it two outs? Or on sec- first second two outs? There are or lots, of, there are lots of things you could do. I mean, the truth is that there are so many more interesting skills you can show off for what amounts to a... Not a sudden death, but what's it called? Silver goal? Uh, uh, golden goal. No, it's the other thing. It's the other kind. Where you have a chance to answer. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Uh, anyway... Uh, John Hoffman of ADC United Podcast would know that. Uh, but uh, there's so many more interesting skills you could show off with sort of a sudden death competition, and they chose essentially bunt, sack, fly. Uh, I don't think it'll stick around. Or no. if, if it does, it might look different, and it's not going to impact the playoffs. No. It is what it is. Uh, and like I said, you know, I'm just happy to have – something that resembles baseball back. And I think that they missed, there were a lot more in the agreement that the players and owners were intending to make. There were a lot more damaging uh, changes, future or Uh long-term. Like expanded playoffs. Yep. Which just surprised me that the players were so ready to agree to it, not understanding that in a a system that uh, relies on a financial incentive to compete to get players paid that expanding the playoffs would be bad for players. So they were just so ready to give it up. But the other stuff, even more annoying stuff, you know, advertisements on jerseys. Well, uh, I thought that's happening. No, it's not happening this year. Oh, good. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not a big deal in the, the larger scheme of things. Or again, the swoosh. Right. It's just, would have been annoying. Uh, Anyway, and that's it for us. I think that's it. We'll be back when we feel like it, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we will be back. 
uh, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, let us know. I know this is a depressing half hour. Uh, I'm sure no more depressing than every other half hour of the past four months. But so, uh, wash your hands, stay wear masks, stay six feet apart, and uh, stay healthy. Yep. All right. See you uh, regular season. Bye-bye.